Hey there, Coach. Coach Will Love here. We have a great episode for you, but before we start, I wanted to let you know that the Idaho Basketball Coaching Podcast now has a newsletter. The newsletter has a bunch of great resources, including drills and concepts that I use with my program. It also includes write-ups to help you become a better coach. To subscribe to the newsletter, go to coachingidaho.substack.com. There, you'll also find an archive of past newsletters. Thanks for listening, and let's start talking some basketball. We are fortunate to have Nicole Simmons on today's podcast. Simmons is the head girls coach at Coeur d'Alene High School. She led the Vikings to a 24-2 record in the 5A state title in Idaho. It was the first state title for Coeur d'Alene since 2014. Coach Simmons, thanks for talking some basketball with us today. How's the summer been treating you? Thanks for having me. Uh, it's been great. Um, a little busy, some traveling, you know, taking um, my daughter back and forth to college and then... Um, but now it's kind of settling a little bit, a couple of weeks of rest before school starts up again. So yeah, it's been great. Have you been able to enjoy that uh, you're a state championship coach? <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, you know, enjoy it for 365 days and then we got to, you know, yeah, no, it's, it's been, uh, it's awesome. We actually just um, on Sunday, we got our rings in our state championship rings and we had a I get together with all the players and their families and had a barbecue and, and, uh, had let the girls open them all together. So that oh, was nice. pretty cool. super cool. And it's fun to get the girls back together, you know, since they're all going in different directions and the summer a little bit. So yeah, that, it was a really special night. So well, we keep cool. enjoying it as, as we go until, I guess until October 30th and then it's a new season. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Got to get back to work. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I saw you this summer and you were doing plenty of work and we'll get to that in a little bit. But, you know, when you took over at Coeur d'Alene, the program had kind of fallen on hard times. Um, it had that great run and then yep. uh, dro dropped off. What was your approach in turning around the program to become a state contender? Um, you know, I was an assistant for two years. Uh, the coach before me brought me on to kind of help with some um management of some attitudes and personalities i think and, and just being a female to help him out um and so i was there for a couple of years and then um he stepped down and so then i was had an opportunity to take over the program and um yeah it was it, it was a different um i have to say the team was um scared timid i don't know afraid of making mistakes that ty those type of personalities um and so I just really came in with more of a positive outlook. Um, I think I said, who cares? Probably a million times that first season of, you know, who cares if you turned it over? Who cares? I'm not yaking you out for mistakes. We really just had to work and get them to believe in themselves. Um, we struggled offensively the first couple of years. And so we really just focus on defense, which is what I love anyways. Um, and just try to have our defense turn into offense for us. You know, I think that's an easy way to get things going, but um, yeah, we had to work. Um, I was lucky to have John Nacarado to come on as my assistant, which he's a wealth of knowledge. Um, and we really just worked with the girls individually to, um, to start believing in themselves and believe in the team. Um, and it took, it took some time, but once they started winning they started believing themselves and it was a fun, it was fun to watch them turn around that, that first year as head coach and, go from not winning a league game, I think in like six years to, um, be able to, you know, win the 
tie the league and then win district. So it was pretty, it was pretty amazing uh, turnaround. But again, it, you know, you've done this a long time. You, you got to have players that will put in the work and the time and, and work for you too. So it's a two way street, you know, you have to have a coach that believes in them, but then, you know, the girls, they're the ones that just decided and put in the time and the effort. So yeah, it was a, it was, it was a really fun season. Did do you have any type of plan or goal when it came to like playing for a state title? I mean, probably, you know, realistically, uh, first year probably was going to be pretty difficult. Were you kind of looking at year two and year three? Um, you know, it's or did funny. you, did you think uh, we can win a state title my first year? No, no, <laughs> I, I don't think, I, I don't think I thought about that. Cause I think that seemed pretty daunting. Um, we, you know, coach Nakarado and I, we really looked at it in, um, three parts for the girls. So it wasn't overwhelming. The first was, Hey, let's, let's try to win as many games in the preseason, you know, your preseason games. And then you have league play. Let's just, and let's just work on getting better each game. Um, and then we get through league and we end up tying league with Lake city and then it's districts. Right. And so we just try to take it one piece at a time. Um, and I think just getting to state was, my goal that first year can we get the can we at least give them a shot at getting to state so that they can start I mean those girls that first year there there wasn't one girl on that team had ever walked into that arena the mm-hmm. Idaho Ford Center and so it's a big environment it's you know it's intimidating and so I think for me I just was like my goal was just to get them there right and we were a young team so I knew we were gonna have everybody back so let's just kind of get there let's kind of see where we're at Maybe we can win one. Maybe we not. Um, the stage was kind of bright for us that first year down there. Um, and so, and we were young. And so, you know, we went out and two and, and then you just start, then you just start working the next year just get back in the gym in the summer and spring of summer and, and just start building. So I don't know if I, I think my goal was to a win some league games, <laughs> B give us a chance in at districts and then can we get to state? And then, and that was our goal. And then, next year, then there's a little more expectation, right? Like, okay, now we know what it's like. Everybody on the team had been to the Ford center. Like now let's see what we can do. Um, and I thought, you know, we, we played tough that second year. Um, I think we should have came out with a third place. We got kind of rattled by Rigby in that last, that third game. But, um, but again, you're just building and you just keep building every year. And I think that's, that's always been my goal, you know, for them. And then, you know, the thing that you guys were able to do is kind of get those girls to believe and come in in the summertime and just uh, understand. I mean, was that a hard sell for those girls or did you kind of have to like tell them, hey, this is what you will need to do to win? Um, It was a hard sell for some of them uh, because I don't think it hadn't been the expectation for a while. Um, And so I think my first my first year we had like six sophomores and then we had Maddie as a freshman. And then I don't, you know, so we were so young. Um, but I think I just kind of, I found the core girls that were going to come in and lead. Um, and you know, you need those, you need those players to push each, you know, them themselves. And so I think I put a lot of, a lot of responsibility on Skylar for a couple of years to get her, the team in there and encourage and, and then Maddie coming in and, 
Um, and so, you know, some of them, some of them lived in the gym and some of them didn't. And, and unfortunately the ones that didn't, you know, they're those ones that struggled and didn't see the floor as much. And, and so those are always hard lessons too, you know? Um, and, and you probably know coaching girls, it's, you got to find the right combination of players, right. And you got to get them to buy into their role. And sometimes that's a hard, hard sell sometimes. And so we worked, Coach Nakarado and I worked a lot on just getting to understand like what each individual person could bring to that team. And we spent a lot of time in the off season working on that part too. And then a lot of, I mean, a lot of time of just providing like, Hey, you got to be able to handle the ball better. You got to be able to shoot better, you know, just all those things. And we brought out a lot of, um, during the season, we brought out a lot of stats that had nothing to do with scoring. And I think that really helped because I think there's some girls that looked at the box score and they weren't in the box score, right. A lot with points, but what they did off the court or, you know, outside of the box score was, you know, priceless. And so we, we would score them based on everything, but scoring tips, defensive stills, rebounds, all that kind of stuff. So then they started focusing on things that outside of scoring that they could help us as a team to win. And that, that really, that really helped change, I think, the culture for us, um, where they started worrying about all the effort and hustle plays and all that kind of stuff instead of the scoring. Because some kids score and some kids don't. You know how that is. And some some just have a scoring mindset and some don't. Um, so, yeah, so it was – so that really helped us as well. So, but, um, yeah, and we're just high intensity. I mean, our practices are uh, are hard. They're hard so that the game is easy. Um, sometimes maybe a little too hard. I don't know. But we, I push them out of their comfort zone. Um, we do a lot of up and down drills. We do a lot of drills that um, you have to beat the drill to get out of the drill. And sometimes it's near impossible and it's frustrating. And, and I love making those opportunities in practice for them because – that's what's going to happen in the game. It's you're going to be frustrated. And what are you going to do? You're going to start yelling and screaming at each other. Or are you going to band together and, and work together to accomplish this task? Because you're not going to accomplish, you're not going to beat the drill if you're complaining, you know, and fighting with each other. And so um, we do a lot of that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, just, it took it little by little, we, you know, we have changed the culture of the program and it's been, it's been fun to be part of it for sure. So one of the things that, you know, being up here in North Idaho, there's definitely a uh, swagger that a lot of Coeur d'Alene programs have um, just because, you know, for a long time it was the biggest school and there's just that there. And and I think that was kind of missing from the girls program for a while. And so talk a little bit about how you kind of uh, brought that intensity, that swagger in there without it being like something that would uh, kind of get in the way of the girl's progress? Um, I don't know. I, it, uh, I don't know if, if that was intentional or not, but I think you just, you have to get them to be confident and believe in themselves. And it's got to get to a level of um, cockiness, I think, if, but without going over that line. Um, and I think, a lot of, a lot of it, maybe I bring from when I was at Coeur d'Alene and I mean, 
when I was there, we had a great group of girls and great coaches and a lot of su success. And I was like, this is, this is what it should be, right? We got to get this program back to where it was. This is like, nobody comes in here and beats us. And I just think we started like saying those things and getting them to believe in it. Um, I don't know. I'm a big believer in like having travel gear so that you look the part, you know, you, mm -hmm. you know, you look professional getting on and off the bus. We're all dressed the same. We got practice gear because it's, you know, it's, it's a, you, this is a great blessing and privilege you have to be on varsity basketball at Coeur high school. Like this is, this is, the school has so much history to it. You're part of this. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just, I am probably the most competitive people. I would find as much trash talk stuff I could find that on the teams we were playing and just try to get them riled up and play. And, you know, even if I made stuff up, I was just trying to get anything to get in that locker room so that they came out and whether we were the better team or not, we were going to, we knew we were, and we were going to, you know, do our darnest to try to beat everybody. Um, and it's been fun to have that battle with Lake city over the last few years. That's been a great, um, you know, a great city rivalry. We've both been good over the last four years. So it's been so fun to, to have that too. And kind of that's who's going to ruin this town. And it just, you know, you kind of play into it and create a good rivalry high school, but um, I don't know. I, you just speak it, you speak it, you believe it and you get the girls start doing the same thing. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. We're just naturally. And plus, you know, it, it takes some girls to come in and believe too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Skylar um, and Maddie, they had a choice of where they're going to go to high school. And they chose Coeur high school who has been absolutely terrible for a lot of years. And they walked into that program knowing that and wanting to change it. Um, and we had those upper class like Tori Yonker and Jalen and um, Jane Chavez, like a lot of those guys that, that were part of the struggle. Right. Um, and then we had these young kids coming in going, we chose to be here and we're, we're going to change this program around and we're going to win. And so it takes those kids too. It takes kids to believe in it. Um, and they were just young enough and stupid enough to believe it. And, and it started, you know, and they put the work in though. Um, blessed, been blessed to have amazing leaders to player leaders over the years too. And that's, I mean, you can't, you can't create them. You can't build them. They're just, who they are and i'm just blessed to have several each year of the last four years so that also helps too so you mentioned earlier that your practices are tough i mean what makes them so tough what are you what you know what are you doing in those practices to to make it harder than the games um for the first hour ish and it kind of changes as we progress to the season but mm -hmm. um Every drill is full court, it's fast paced and it's timed. And we never do sprints unless I get mad and then we do a few sprints. But <laughs> it only happens a couple times a year. They're they're pretty good. But um uh so I just try to I, I just look. I mean, I just steal from everybody. Um I love the Razorback, Arkansas Razorback coach. He has a ton of upbeat drills, full court drills. Um and they're always timed or you have to get to a certain number. And, um, and so once we beat that number, then I up it 
and we just keep but every for the first hour it's just um it's not something that they love but they know it's coming um and i just think you know we we had some good athletes that came this year and um one of them said she was like i have never practiced this hard in my entire life and she, i mean she was a senior and and she just was like i and she was exhausted she was hurting the first couple of weeks and i just said you better figure it out because this is what we do um and we just we do a lot of just grind stuff out defensive slides um you know or battling so that first hour is very intense and up and down and then we kind of then we get into the, like our x's and o's and and that kind of stuff and a lot of shooting and um you know it probably 75 percent of our practice is is skill and development still um even all through the season and then 25 percent is put in our offense and defensive schemes um i mean this year we were blessed with very high level iq athletes but um that we could put some higher level stuff in but um but yeah it's and but when i took over it was i mean we had to we had to go all the way back it was like coaching fourth grade again like we had to we had to really just start from the foundation how you set a screen you know defensively just grit fight over every screen like we just just tough nose stuff and um and yeah, and I was just like, we're going to be the best conditioned team. If we're not the best team, ball handlers, not the best shooters, we are going to outrun every team that we play. And by the fourth quarter, they do not want to see us coming off, off the bench in the fourth quarter. And that was always our, our thing. Like if we can make someone cry during the game because they're so exhausted, that's our goal. I mean, we, that's what we talked, we grinded and worked on that. So um, yeah. So a lot of up and down drills and a lot of defensive drills, which they don't, they don't love, but uh, it's okay. When we don't have a practice where we do Viking slides, then uh, it's a good day for them for sure. <laughs> so <laughs> talk about the relationship that you have to create where they're willing to do this. Um, you know, I think it's just how you present it. Mm-hmm. Um, how your energy towards it as a coach, um, your reason behind it, getting them to understand why you're asking them to do these things um, and asking them to, you know, yeah, you want to win. That's the fun part, but are you willing to do the hard stuff and the crummy stuff to get to that fun part? And, you know, you don't just get to walk on the court and win. It just, it's not going to happen. So, um, we do a lot of talking about that stuff. Um, and, you know, and again, we've had some players come in in the last years that, that want to win. And when you want to win, you know, you've got to grind and do this dirty work stuff. Um, and so, but I, it's, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of hype. We play music at the beginning. We, we have, a we have fun even in the hard parts. Um, we're talking it up. I mean, we, it's constant communication. I turn the music up loud. So they have to communicate over it and just create a fun environment where they're, they're working hard, but they don't really know how miserable they are because they're having a good time as well. And yeah, just trying to figure out, you know, is what, you know, I hope I'm a player's coach. I, I hope I, they would say that about me, but, um, I just have a great time. I mean, I, I love coming to practice and 
we're running around in high intensity and in the drills with them. And, um, but the why I think is really important. If they understand the why they'll do anything for you. And you have some athletes, you have your leaders that are your hardest workers. It's, I mean, it's a wrap. It's, and that's your bless as a coach to have that because mm-hmm. they're, they're going to buy in and hold each other accountable, which is awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you had some great leaders and, you know, kind of watching the program develop, just seeing those kids not just develop as basketball players, but also leaders on the court was, was pretty neat uh, to, to see from my vantage point. Uh, was there anything that you do in regard to kind of helping uh, the leaders on your team become like the right kind of leaders? Um, I think we, you know, there's, man, I look back at like when um, Skyler was a freshman and um, Maddie Simmons was a freshman and how much they changed from their freshman to their senior year. Um, and even the girls that we've had, you know, for the last couple years, um, it's a lot of talking off the court too with them um and explaining to them like yes you are the leader of this team but by yelling you're not leading in the way you want so there's a lot of talking and communicating and um so blessed to have like John Nacarado did that for a couple years with me and able to kind of we would work with them and talk to them off the court and in the moments because when you have real competitive kids that know the game, sometimes sometimes how they say it to their teammates comes out in a way that it's not going to be productive, right? But they're they're young and you're you're working with them and uh, helping the team understand. And again, it's hard when they're a freshman sophomore and they're they're the leaders of your team. It's hard for the seniors to to kind of understand that dynamic as well. And so we did a lot of communicating about that and um you know, we, we worked at, we always talked about how we're trying to smooth their edges <laughs> as, as still lead with that intensity, but think about how it's coming out, how they're accepting it, how each one of your uh, teammates, what do they need from you? And it's going to be different for every player. Um, we did a lot of team. We've done a lot of team building because we've had some big personalities in the last few years. Um which makes us good, but it also can, can go South real quick if you, and so we do a lot of um, personality tests. We talk about um, try to get them real vulnerable. Like what do you need from your teammates? When are you best? When are you at your best? What are your teammates doing for you? Um, And sometimes what your teammates need from you is not really in your personality, but you have got to adjust that and work through that understands for the best of the team. And you can scream at this player and tell her to pass the effing ball, but you cannot do that to this player. Right. And just understanding each other. Um, we do a lot of that at the beginning of the season. Um, and so it's kind of funny later in the season, we're like, Hey, remember that's a red personality. We don't, you know, it's kind of a joke, but then you're like, Oh yeah, they don't react well to this, you know? And so it's, it kind of, we've kept a binder this year. We've kind of like try to implement a little bit of building who you are off the court as well as on the court. Um, I think that helped us be really successful this year, to be honest. Um, and then my assistant Chris this year is, they call it soap boxes, but um, 
there'll be times where practices were bad or they're at each other's throat a little bit. And um, Chris is so good at just kind of bringing the game. The We play this game to become better in life. And what are we learning from this? And really having a chance to kind of like let them de-escalate, let them talk about it, understand it. So sometimes we're like, oh, here comes another soapbox from Coach Chris. But um, <laughs> I think those are what they're going to remember the most, right? Like, like yeah, we want to make bucket buckets. We want to win. But what's more important is you're becoming – young women that are going to be successful and leaders in our community. And um, so we, we spent a lot of time on that stuff too. So speaking of relationships, uh, your daughter was on the team and she's had a tremendous career and she's off at uh, Wyoming. Um, so can you kind of talk about how you coached her? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was, it was, a, I've talked about this before, but it was definitely a family decision if I took the job or not um and if she was willing to have a mom as a coach it's not easy a parent as a coach um and i think you know we talked about that and i think she you know was like okay i'm, I'm okay with it and you know and, and having Corey as a coach too my husband um just be able to like communicate with her like it's going to be hard the hardest is going to be on you you're going to take a lot of chatter from people and are you will you know and so we we did talk a lot about that um but it's um you know we we learned as we we kind of went you know mm -hmm. it's like i've coached her when she was younger i coached a lot of those girls when they're younger i took a little break she played for um uh, coach chris actually for quite a few years so it was kind of nice just to be a mom and then i got kind of back into it when coaching at the high school and she was in seventh grade and um but it's been hard but it's been easy because she's um and we just told her like you ha you're gonna be have to be the hardest worker bottom line you're gonna have to outwork everyone you're gonna have to be you know that and a leader in that way um scrutiny is gonna come you know people are gonna be questioning it do you deserve should you be on the court or not, or is it just because it's your mom and th those conversations are going to happen. Um, you know, freshman year, we had quite a few conversations because she'd be like, mom, practice or in game. And I'm like, dude, talk about this, you know? And so again, she's young, she's learning. Um, coach John Nacarado again, he was with me on my first two years. He helped with that. He coached his boys. Um, I talked to, coach Mike McLean at Pulse Falls. I talked to coach Amos at Coeur d'Alene a lot because they both coach their kids, you know, advise, help me. What should I not do? What things did you do that mess things up? And, um, but she's been, she's been easy to coach because she's worked so hard. Um, and I would, to be along this journey with her the last four years and be, have a front row seat has been, it's been so cool so cool and then for her to be able to experience a state championship her senior year alongside um some girls she's played with since fifth grade some au um for them to transfer in and be able to play with her i mean man it was it was a it was a magical year that's what we called this year from the very beginning i think it was like our third practice and one of our assistant coaches was like this is just gonna this is, I feel like this has been magical. This is a magical group. And I, 
was like, you're right. That's kind of a good fit for them. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. It's been hard, um, but, but so fun. I would never, I, I would, I would do it all over again. And I, I tried to figure out how to get on the boy's side. So I can coach my son. Cause I just loved it so much. I just love being part of their journey and, and being there every day with them at practice and seeing them with their friends. And, oh, it's just, it was so, so good. And every one of these players are like my own daughter. It's just been a great, super great experience. How did Corey, and he's the head men's coach at NIC, how, mm-hmm. how was he able to keep kind of calm? Because I'd see him get up and down and like walking all around and stuff like that during games. Well, it's it's kind of a joke because we're like, we're like, dude, okay, Corey's going to be yelling at you about some stuff, but don't listen to it. He doesn't know what our game plan is. No, no, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's good. Um, you know, there's times that, you know, he, he really looks at attitude and effort for our girls and, and especially Maddie. And just, um, you know, I think anytime he'd really yell, it's probably because her effort wasn't where he, he thought it should be. Um, and that's what you want as a parent. Um, you know, I coached her, I coached, the team but when it came down time to really like talk about the game and and what she needs to do to develop as a player she she would go to Corey for that and I think it was it was good because it's you know we are moms coaching in there every day and you just sometimes need a different perspective and so um her relationship with Corey is is amazing it's just you know I handle the team stuff but when it's an individual and how I can improve, um, you know, they, they talk and watch film practically after every game we had, um, and such a cool experience to have a dad that's been coaching for, since she was born. I mean, he took, he started NIC the, um, in September and she was born in August. So that's all she's ever known is the gym and her dad being a coach. And so, um, yeah, it's super, it's been a cool experience, but, but yeah, he's, he's as competitive and fiery as we all are. So it's, we got a fiery household sometimes during, during season. It's, you know, we're either really talking to each other or we're not talking to each other. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, So you see a lot of coaches who are coaching their children step away after they graduate. Um, What is bringing you back for this season? Um, You know, I feel like I just, I just love, I love coaching. I love being part of girls lives. Um, and I, I'm like, man, I've worked, I've worked hard for the last four years to start getting this program back. Um, I've invested, we've invested time into, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh graders that are now incoming freshmen. And it's, I just am like, man, we've worked hard. We've had middle school camps and getting these young kids going and get the community, get this basketball program going again in Coeur Lane and, um, it's hard it's hard to walk away from something that you've worked hard to kind of get to a point um and and again like those those the girls that are left we lost three amazing seniors but the girls that are left are still like my my own kids my own daughters and so um I feel a special connection with them and I feel like we got some unfinished work to do and um I love coaching with coach Chris I think too, when you have a strong assistant coach that helps you coach Nina, uh, Carlson, we just have such a good crew right now and it's so fun. Um, I'm just not ready to, I'm not ready to walk away from it now. 
is it going to be hard when I'm missing maybe my son's game? He's going to be a sophomore at Quirlane. I'm missing being able to get to some of Maddie's Wyoming games. That's, that's going to be hard. And then, so I'm just going to go year by year and just mm-hmm. see, you know, I do love it, but I do love being a mom and I, I don't want to miss those four years of college for her and three more years with my son. I, I got to figure out a balance um, with that. And with Corey, you know, their dad being a coach too, he's gone a lot. So we got to, this year we'll see, but right now I'm just, you know, year by year, but I'm in, we're committed, but just worked out with the girls this morning. And so we're, you know, I don't know. I love it. I don't, I'm not ready to walk away quite yet. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you guys have had, uh, this will be the third year that you've had a division one recruit leave your program or be a senior in your program, I should say. So with players that are being recruited at that high level, what do you think their high school team, you know, what's the role of the high school team in that process? Um, I think it's a time for those girls, you know, they play high level club and they're playing with other division one girls and you're sometimes your role is a little bit different when you're playing club versus when you come back to high school. And I think high school is really a time for them to work on being a leader that they need to be at the next level. Um, learning to take the role of like the team on your shoulders because you are, I mean, if you're division one kids, they're, they're the kids that you count on to score um, in times when we need you to, they, they carry a little bit more wait to be help us be successful and i think it's good for them to to learn that during the high school season and um you know there's start working on and and i hope we try coach chris and ian and i we really try to what what does a team need but also what does each individual player need and how can we work on skills that will help these girls that are you know skylers and the maddies and the tegans that are going to go on and play at the next level, a high level division one. Um, how can we help them become individually better players as well during the season? Um, like skill development and leadership stuff and the weight training piece, because I think all of that and all that's great for all your kids. Um, but I think we've, we try to look out for each kid and try to, you know, work on that and, and just, help them through when you know scout college scouts come through and watch their games and help them manage that when they're have a great game or a bad game and the college coaches they're watching them you know and then you're thinking sometimes I was like oh can the college coach just not come to the district (laughs) (laughs) there's like this extra pressure for them and just trying to help them understand like dude they all you know you don't need to do anything extra you know understanding that piece too but um, but wow, how fun just to be able to coach like kids that are and they're division one kids because skill wise they're good, but they're also hard workers and they're grinders. And to have that in your program where your young kids are learning from that is so awesome. It's just it's like this is what it takes. Like, did you know that these guys were in here an hour before practice started shooting and you guys are just rolling in? There's a reason why they're you know for them. And so, you know, and, and on the other side, they got to come in an hour early (laughs) under, you know, pushing them to do that too, to get to that next level. So, um, yeah, we're trying to, 
help them out a little bit and get them ready for that next, that next level for sure. So kind of speak about strategy here and we'll kind of take Teague and Colvin, uh, who's committed to UNLV. So yep. like, how are you approaching the offensive concepts that you're going to be using next year with, uh, Teague in mind? Um, you know, I, uh, coach Chris is amazing and we don't run everything that we ran last year. We, there's nothing we'll probably run again this year because we're a different team. And so, and coach Chris is, he just nerds out on that stuff. And, um, and so we got Brooksley coming up. She's a freshman, um, Tegan's younger sister. Um, she's, she's amazing. Um, you know, we got Maddie Mitchell back. We've got, um, Kendall Halchek, Kelsey Carroll. We got some pieces back. And so now we just got to figure out just different offensive sets that are going to help them be successful with what we have. We're real small. Um, we, you know, our, I think our, I literally our tallest person is five, eight. So what are we going to do to kind of like combat that piece? Um, and then how are we going to put our kids in the best scoring opportunities for each other? Um, Tegan, Tegan is, I mean, I, I said this down at state and that semifinal game with Boise, it's, we can put in whatever set we want, but when push comes to shove and we need a bucket, she's just going to go get a bucket, you know, and she figures that out. And to have, have a player like that is just, I mean, it, you can't, you can't coach it. It's just, it's just, you're just blessed as a coach to experience it and see it. Um, So yeah, we'll, we tried some different stuff this summer. We tried some different defensive stuff this summer, just kind of seeing what will work for us personnel wise and where, where we're at. Um, so, you know, we got, we'll just try to open it up with Tegan and put her some pick and rolls and have her come off quite a few screens and, and get her feet set and shoot. Brooksley is a great shooter. You know, we have Maddie Mitchell that can just, go and run and play defense and leak out her shooting from the perimeter is improved. So, um, yeah, we, we got some pieces, but, um, you know, when we're struggling, we just, we just, we just let Tegan go, you know, and just, <laughs> you know, she, and she just goes and she know, and she's so smart. She's grown so much. She just, um, she'll pass when she needs to pass. She'll make the right decisions. But when the team is struggling, um, and she, she just knows it. She'll just, she'll just go try to get a bucket. And, and that helps us so much. It takes the pressure off some of those other kids, which is, which is amazing. So um, yeah, it's going to be, it'll be a fun, it'll be a fun season for sure. It just, it will look different, be a very different type of team. Um, and we're just going to have to kind of figure that offensively and defensively what fits best for us. And as we kind of filter three through the girls and see who's going to land in our, our varsity uh, squad. And so this fall is going to be kind of important to kind of figure it out this summer. We, I tried to play 10, 12 girls just to kind of see, you know, I told them, I'm like, I, all I have to do is I got to fill, we got to fill three spots. And I, I don't know. I don't know who, you know, so it's been one of those summers just kind of fill it out and he's going to step up and lead. I think we, we lost three seniors that, were big time leaders for us um, on and off the court, three completely different leaders, but big leaders for us. Um, and so 
we're going to have to kind of figure out who's going to take those spots. But um, yeah, Tegan, she's just, she's, she's going to be fun to watch and we'll just, we'll just let her go, let her go sometimes. So <laughs> unleash yeah. her a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, uh, yeah, she is a, a dynamic player and she's very fun to watch. So um, I, you know, you're probably like me hearing this a little bit is that like, you'll get the congratulations on a state title. And then maybe the first question is like, how many kids did you lose? You know, so obviously there's that expectation there. So how are you kind of approaching this uh, as a coach, you know, knowing that, uh, okay, <laughs> I know what I had last year, but right now I don't know what I'm going to necessarily have this year. Yeah. I think we know our main pieces, but it's going to be, you know, we don't have a true, we don't have a true big I mean, even Maddie Simmons wasn't a true big, but in high school, she was, she was big enough to play that five spot for us. Um, and, and rebound. And I think, you know, trying, we're going to have to figure out who's going to replace that. Um, and if we aren't, if we don't have a, a, a true big, what can we do to play into our strengths? And so, um, we got Kelsey Carroll coming in, who's, who's shorter for, for a post, but so tough and scrappy and honest, like she just, she gets in there, she's strong. Um, so how can we set up our offense to help her, you know, benefit from her and her, her strengths? Um, you know, we have Kendall Holichuk's back as a senior. Um, she came off the bench for us. I think she's going to have a great season. Uh, she's a great shooter when her feet are set. So trying to figure out how we're going to get her set. So I think we've got the pieces, but I think it's going to be when I've talked a lot about it with them this, this summer, who's going to lead. And I think that's going to be our biggest. It can't just be Tegan. Um, we got to have some others step up and lead. And when we start unraveling, who's going to be the calm and to settle us in and not get all riled up and, you know, and who's, and that was a lot of that was Simmons last year. And so who's going to be in that role for us, who's going to be in the role of like Libby or a little shooter, you know, when things were kind of getting tense, she'd come in and lighten it with some humor and, and kind of mother hen us through. And, and Kendall Omlin was just, a, you know, just a dog and just fight anyone that came around her and, and just led by that hard work and like, nobody's going to be this kind of, she come in and be like, we're not backing down on these guys, you know, just, so who's going to fill those roles. I think basketball wise, we're all right, but I'm, I'm the leadership part is where I'm, I'm worried about. And, but that's, that's Chris and I's job and Nina's job to kind of figure that out and try to develop these kids and work them into those, those roles. So yeah, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be, It'll be interesting, but every year is different and every year is new. I mean, last year we were completely new. We had two transfers in that completely shifted who we played and we had to get used to each other. And yeah, that took time. So every year is different. And, and that's why we get paid these giant bucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and try to figure it out before the parents get mad and everybody's upset. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I really appreciate your time. I got one more question for you. So yeah. kn knowing what you know now, I mean, what's something you would tell yourself 
back then four or five years ago before you uh, first started as a head coach? Oh, man. I think I was a little bit ignorant on the fact that everybody would like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think, um, I think that's, you know, I think sometimes your strengths are also your weaknesses. I think um, I just assumed or I thought I had hoped that every kid and every parent would want what was best for the team um, and that everyone would like each other and support each other. And, and, um, and sometimes I put a little bit too much of my own personal and it got, and some of it was, some of it was personal. I don't know if I had as much thick a skin as I thought I had at the beginning. Um, but I don't think I'll change in that manner because I love the players and I love the parents. I love that dynamic of having team dinners and getting the parents together. And, and, but there's some parents that are just not going to like you. And mm -hmm. that's, that's, I think that was the hardest thing for me to work through. Um, and I think after my second season, I really, I actually sat down with uh, Corey and talked about it. I actually sat down with Mike Randalls. He was the AD then and just said, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Um, because I love so deeply and I'm so invested that when they get upset or they don't, you know, I take it very personally. And I think if I could go back and tell myself four or five years ago, like, you know, hey, expect it, know it's coming. Not everyone's going to like you, but you have to just do what's best for the group. And um, and that's been a hard thing for me to work through. Um, that's probably be the toughest thing for me to deal with is when players or parents, mostly parents, um, are upset with you and don't agree with your decisions of who you're playing and, you know, having to decide whether to meet with them or not. I think that's been the toughest part because I think every kid has been awesome and every parent is awesome and they're doing the best they can. So I think if I could go back, I would, that's, I would mentally prepare myself a little bit better for that part. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for sure. Even well, when I... you're, even when you're winning, it's tough. I was yeah. like, man, <laughs> we went from like two wins and 20 losses last year to, you know, 18 wins and four losses. And I was thinking, man, every parent should be happy, but not every parent is all the time. So, but you know, that's just, that's the way the world is. And I think I'm getting better at it, but yeah, I think that's probably the piece I would definitely go back and tell myself back four or five years ago. So. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember which uh, famous coach said it, but uh, essentially if you're getting into this job of coaching to be liked by everyone, you better get out of it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. And you better know. And, and again, that go takes you back to, you better know your why. Mm -hmm. If you know your why and you know why you're doing it and it's for the best of the group, then you can stand your ground and, and be okay with that. But, but yeah, it's not, it's not easy for sure. And you're dealing with great 15, 16, 17 year old girls that they're just amazing. And, but sometimes they don't, they don't all get to play and that's a hard it's hard. That's a hard piece to kind of work through and, um, and you love them all, but just it's that, that yeah, that's hard. You wish yeah. you could play, but you just, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. So, yeah. No, I always 
tell the kids basketball is the toughest, really probably of the team sports is because you got yeah. five kids in high school, you got 32 minutes. I mean, there's just not a whole lot of time there. No. And the parents are real close to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that's why I asked Coach Amos, you know, I, our football coach, I mean, such a legend here in plethora of knowledge. And I always ask him and he's like, you know what? I don't know because I don't hear him because I'm, I'm far away and I got my headset on and I'm like, dang, you're right. I, <laughs> I am in the wrong sport. I <laughs> so yeah. Well, uh, well no. great. Nicole, this has been awesome. And uh, congratulations to you and all your players um, on the state championship. It was, like I said earlier, it was fun to kind of watch your program develop. And, you know, I thought one of the neatest things at state was, besides winning a state title was that, uh, you know, there's three teams from North Idaho playing for love a state it. title. And love it. It was so uh, I great. think it's just, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday about the level of basketball that is being played up here in North Idaho for, for a relatively small population base. I mean, it, yeah. it is pretty good. Yep. So. Yes, that's right. We got to, we got to defend what we've, <laughs> we've earned now. Yeah. Big, big target targets on our back. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So anyway, uh, again, I really appreciate it. Good. Uh, enjoy the rest of the summer and good luck I this will. next season. We'll see, uh, uh, I think in December. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thanks coach. I appreciate it.